Joining me by phone, the governor of the great state of Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis. Governor, thanks very much for doing this. I know you are about to uh, run out all over across the nation, and so spending some time with me, I appreciate it. Let me just ask you out of the gate, uh, why yesterday start very non-traditionally, not, not a stage with a bunch of people behind you and before you, but starting on Twitter, congratulations, by the way, for breaking the internet, <laughs> and something President Trump never did. Um, why start there as opposed to sort of the traditional role? out people expect? Well, I think at the end of the day, there'll be times to do a lot of those speeches and we've done speeches in front of a lot of people. We'll have time to do more. Uh, we've thought doing something with, uh, with Elon, given his uh, notoriety and cachet, and then given the fact that Twitter is now viewed as the place where you can speak your mind, uh, as opposed to a lot of these other places, uh, that it was an interesting opportunity. I had never done this Twitter spaces before. I don't even have Twitter myself. Like the, the council we do are managed by, by our folks. Um, and so I wasn't really sure how it worked. And, um, you know, Twitter was talking about, yeah, you know, we got it all locked. Everything's ready. They tested everything, but they just had so many people that swarmed it, that it just basically melted uh, the system. And so they were able to get that worked out. It was an interesting format. Um, I think what's happened though, is that these things live on. So that recording is now, I guess, available and there was a live stream one. And I think there was like a live stream one that people have done, which has over five and a half million now. So you're talking about probably by, you know, uh, later today, there'll probably have been over 10 million people uh, to have watched that. So I think they were able to get a little bit different format. People were asking me questions. We were actually talking about uh, different substantive issues in a way that a campaign rally uh, just wouldn't do. But we will be doing a bunch of rallies. We'll be doing all that. Uh, but I think it was a unique opportunity, and, and I, was, uh, I was glad we did. I definitely think we got more buzz, and I think we got more interest as a result, I obviously know just as somebody who's an elected official, most Republican primary voters or heck, even a small percentage probably aren't on Twitter. There's a very small percentage who actually are. And we understood that. Uh, but we felt that there would be a lot of buzz about it. And I think there has been. And um, I think it was probably the biggest story uh, in the world yesterday. And so hopefully uh, we'll get some people interested in our campaign who may not have been otherwise. 700 thousand people. I was one of them uh, waiting ultimately about 300,000 when they had to reboot the system. Couldn't pack those people in, into any stadium in Florida, I don't believe. So definitely a lot of people intrigued by this. A good fundraising numbers overnight as well. Let, let me pivot though. Um, if to, to the extent that Americans know you nationally from press coverage, uh, they probably know about the, the issues with Disney or the parental rights and education legislation that the media derisively called the don't say gay bill. But something I, I saw in the Wall Street Journal the other day, like 62% of Americans right now are struggling just to put food on the table with food costs, paying rent, making ends meet. Uh, what do you tell those voters who they, they, they look at the issues they hear about in the media about what you're doing in Florida, but they're like, OK, but I, I don't know that I can pay rent this month because of the Biden economy. Well, it's, it's, it's great you bring that up because we, we address all those kitchen table issues every day in Florida. Just the, the legacy media just doesn't want to talk about it because it's not something that they can kind of twist in a negative light uh, for me. 
So I just we just finished our legislative session, signed in all our tax relief. And so our view is Biden inflation is making it harder for people to maintain an adequate standard of living. We don't have income tax, so we can't cut that. But what can we do to, to help with that? So we just did half a billion dollars in toll relief. So all of our commuters, uh, they get a 50 percent rebate on their sun pass every month. That's going to save many of them hundreds of dollars this year. And some will maybe even be a thousand because in South Florida, people could do a lot of tolls. We also did no tax on any baby item, sales tax, so permanent exclusion. So if you have a baby, cribs, strollers, clothes, wipes, diapers, all of that. You know, we had a two-year-old and a nine-month-old when I got elected in 18 and took office. And my wife, now we have a third and they're all out of diapers. And she just said, why didn't you do this in January of 2019? We would have saved a lot of money, but you know, it is what it is. So we're doing things to really help uh, our families. We also did no, no tax on pet food and pet medication. Uh, and then we did things to, to help with some of the housing because Florida, fortunately, where state people want to come, there's a lot of people uh, that, that are moving here. We were open during COVID, so we had construction continue to pace, but at the same time, the demand has outstripped that. So we did a massive bill called the Live Local Act, uh, which is really uh, streamlining the ability to have um, uh, attainable housing for people like cops and firefighters and teachers and, and other workers so that they can live in their communities. Uh, and that is really moving forward very quickly. And so we're going to see a lot of good issues. But I think the fundamental uh, economic issue is that uh, these progressives are really regressive because if you look at all the things that they've done from the printing of the money at the Fed to spending all this money to their regulatory and bureaucratic policies, anti-energy, all these other things, they all have the cumulative effect of making it harder for working Americans uh, to attain and maintain a good standard of living. And and that's something that, that we would obviously address um, as president, but it's absolutely something we work very hard on in the state of Florida. It doesn't get the headlines. You're not going to read about it in the New York Times. MSNBC isn't going to do a package on how uh, how beneficial this is for Floridians because it doesn't fit their narrative. But we're laser focused on all those issues. I know. And in fact, I've mentioned this one time when you were on the show previously, I've got a friend who's a pretty progressive liberal, lives in Florida, actually commends you, speaks highly of what you've done economically and also in conservation policy. He cares deeply, way more deeply, frankly, than I do about a lot of environmental issues. But one of the things that, that I think a lot of the people on the left talk about these days are these climate issues. You see polling that some Americans think it's more important than the economy. The left certainly does. And we see in Washington, these policies from whether it's gas stove regulations for emissions or the push to put people in electric vehicles. Uh, We don't have the lithium capacity to do it, to convert it. It's too expensive. And yet it, it seems like the left is consciously from Washington trying to price the middle class out of being able to live a mobile life in society and a a, a, a life they can afford these days without uh, scaling back because of the environment. I mean, how do you what do you see as, as a way to confront that in Washington if you were elected? Well, what I did in Florida was actually say, you know what, I, I'm not I, I can't control the, the, the climate. Uh, I am not 
doing mandates on any of that. In terms of environment, what I care about is the environment people enjoy. I want to con- conserve Florida, leave it to God better than we found it. So we've just taken action uh, to, to safeguard, and, and there's been infrastructure, water quality, all these different things, and people appreciate that because it's tangible. I think the left, you know, they're talking about all these other things. A lot of it is ideology. A lot of it justifies them to do policies that would, they would want to do anyways. Interestingly, in our tax bill, we did tackle the gas stoves. No tax on gas stoves now in Florida. We want to protect your gas stove. They claimed that they weren't going to go after it when the story first broke. And now, of course, we see they do want to go after uh, the gas stoves. But I, and I also think when you look at things like forcing people into electric vehicles. First of all, in Florida, when we had the hurricane, uh, the EVs with the saltwater intrusion, they're more likely to catch on fire. Of course, if power's out, it's harder to be able to control your own destiny vis-a-vis a a car powered by, uh, by gasoline. You also have the situation of all the stuff that goes into creating this stuff, the batteries and everything going into an EV, is coming from China. So you're basically making us more dependent on China uh, by forcing this conversion to EVs. So we would reverse that um, under Biden. Uh, I have no problem if people want to buy an electric vehicle. I'm all about the market. Uh, But what they are doing, they're they're making automobiles um, less attainable for the average person. And you're right. Look at Germany's electric costs when they've gone down this road. It's way higher than a place like Florida. Look at California compared to to red states, much higher. Uh, So you will absolutely have a lower living if the left gets their way. You know, the good thing is, is I think there's a pretty clear path to being able to reverse a lot of this stuff. The things he's doing through executive order, uh, you could reverse right away. But even what they did with the Inflation Reduction Act, they passed that via budget reconciliation in the Senate. So with 50 votes, I think, um, you know, we win the, the presidency. I, I, I'm pretty sure we would win the Senate and keep the House. And so at that case, what they put in by reconciliation, you could repeal by reconciliation. Governor, last question for you. I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, I, I'm actually personal friends, as, as I mentioned to you, uh, with uh, the Haley's, with the Pences. I've known Tim Scott for a number of years, consider him a friend. You, you've got a, a, a sitting senator, potentially as a former vice president. You've got a former president, a former governor, you an ambassador. Why you, not them, for the presidency? Well, we have a culture of losing in our party, and there's really no substitute for victory. We can't have any more excuses. We've got to get it done. And I think if you look at what we've done in Florida, I was able to take a state that was a swing state, a one-point state in 2018 and the previous decade, and then four years later win it by uh, 20 points, uh, 60% of Hispanics uh, winning independence by 18%. Uh, And so that's the direction we need to go to be able to win nationally. But I'm the only one that's taken all these great conservative principles we all share, the values, the ideas, taking all of those and making them a political reality in Florida and winning big day after day. Uh, There's a lot of talk about, oh, we're going to do all these things. And then Republicans oftentimes don't convert on it. And I don't think there's anybody uh, in the modern history of the party uh, that's been able to transform a state the way we have. And I don't think anybody's been able to put uh, the points on the board that we have. So I think people could say, and I've, I've made the promise, if you nominate me, um, I will get it done. Uh, I will be taking the oath of office on January 20th, 2025 uh, at high noon. Uh, 
and then we will spit nails from day one. Uh, I will use all the authorities that we have to bring about a really strong, uh, bold agenda. And it'll be a two-term project when you're talking about the bureaucracy and all these other things. Uh, but I think I've proven that when I say I'm going to do something, I'll do it. And people will know I'll be able to get the job done. Governor, I know you've got a whirlwind tour ahead of you. Thank you for spending some time with us. Best of luck on the campaign trail. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. If anyone wants to help out, just go to rondesantis.com. Thank you very much. Governor Ron DeSantis, now headed to Iowa and New Hampshire after making a lot of media rounds over the next couple of days.